so I went yesterday to uh, a show. Reset Fest, and I saw. Um, can you also, can you put it in the Twitter chat too? Cause it's my, the it's the the um the what's uh, WhatsApp. Can you put it and in I, Twitter chat too? Because my phone's downstairs and I don't feel like going to get it. <laughs> well, okay. Um, give me well, a like, second. It would take. Did it you would find take me. You're, shut what? up, Travis. <laughs> you're you're ruining it. Yeah, that so is I actually. Th- I think that is actually where he's going with this. That's exactly why I was like trying to shut the fuck up. I'm I'm telling my story. Yeah, this is Travis. <laughs> <laughs> I went, I went to to um to Reset Fest here in Columbus. Okay, actually, let me just send both of these before I start saying anything. Uh, Stephen, they're they're going to the chat now. So I I went to see LCD Sound System, and I went with some friends, one of which is notable online, uh, a pseudonym, a pseudonym, a, an anonymous cat figure. And while there, I was meeting a friend of theirs who I know only has cool facts, and. In conversation, I was not introduced to this person. I had to physically introduce myself, but I was so taken by how much that I thought that they were Travis that at one point they were doing something and I almost went, Travis, stop. The thing they were doing was this during LCD sound system. <laughs> they were just standing in front and everyone else was like moving around and they're just like, mm, I'm just going to move like an NPC dancing. And I was like, I almost just was like, Travis, stop it. And I was, I leaned over to the mutual, to, to the mutual friend. And I was like, this person reminds me so much of Travis. And, and Senator Mia's response was, well, there are only so many types of guys. And I was like, it's delightful that this one is so immediately reoccurred. And they had, they had a mask on for the crowd, so I couldn't see. And they had sunglasses and a hat. So for all I know, well, they're wearing the kind just, of mask that I'm usually wearing. Yes, uh, when it, I have it, right, yeah, the duckbill mask. I yeah. thought it was you in disguise. For a Black moment, t-shirt. I was like, yeah. a bit is being done against me. This I is. Do not, I do not own sunglasses that look like this. That is the only. <laughs> I but love I'm glad. the idea of doing a bit against Ian. That is, like. Being like, oh, I'm bringing my friend who you don't know to this show and it being Travis in disguise the whole time and never telling him. That's an extremely good bit. Like, I, I was like, I need to send a message. And I was like, no, I'm going to talk to them tomorrow. I can, I'll can, i show everyone this. And I'm glad that before I could even finish sending it, it was like, that's Travis. And I was like, I'm not crazy. That person looks it, like Travis. It was so tra- I was like, that's Travis' hair. Every part of this is Travis. It's I hard do to like tell the idea that the, me, le- the levels the- of this are a bit, you know, like, you know, they're standing next to somebody who seems to be standing a, a couple inches lower than them. We were elevated. The- we were on a. Yeah. We were on a. On, on I do grass. like the idea that the NB version of me would also just present exactly the same as I do. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, think that, I think that's that's more like, or less. Awesome. I don't know what I what do I need to do to. Yeah. I'm just I yeah I'm. I'm non-binary. I, don't, I didn't do. I didn't change anything. I've been the whole. Time. I want. I want to meet trans femme me who also just <laughs> presents the same, but <laughs> like shaves slight, shaves slightly more often or something. A like council that. of Travises. <laughs> I'm the next multiverse movie has a bunch of me, but they're all just the same. They're all just the no same. No variation. <laughs> just a constant. Uh, the other thing. The other thing this person kept doing was anytime someone would take out their phone in front of them to take a photo, they would they then take pull out their phone to take phone. a photo of them taking a photo. So they classic yeah, bit. I love to do that. <laughs> it was just like the level of bits throughout. 
Sometimes I'm at a show and my view is obscured by a pole, but someone else is filming and I'm getting a great view through their phone. And maybe I should start <laughs> just filming their phones. On the I'll back on the bits conversation. Am I recording? I hope so. I am. Uh, I'm. I went to a family reunion yesterday on my mom's side, which is very rare, and met a bunch of people who. I, I, I spent so much time with my dad's family that the idea of a family reunion to go like hang out with a bunch of people I don't know was very strange to me. So uh, I got seated at the kids' table, which was ages about 20 to 33-ish. Noted kids' everybody table else, ages. Mm-hmm. Everybody else was, yeah, yeah everybody else was over table. 40. Um, and, and I was sitting there and like, it was shocking to me the degree to which everything just kind of flowed. We were all like, we don't know each other, but we're here, you know, it's fine. And at one point I was talking to this guy who I hung out with at one point on the beach when I was seven, which I think the last time I hung out you with You built him. sand castles together. Yeah, I think so. He was <laughs> like, maybe we, played, memory. maybe we played Smash Bros. Uh, I'm sure you on met- On the beach? Yeah, just, I don't know. Just... He was like, he was like, I'm sure you met Dia, my fiance. I was like, oh yeah, you've been engaged for a while and he's like yeah 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 i mean it was set up we hate each other it's like was it land he was like cattle Uh, it's like (laughs) it was just one of those conversations Mm -hmm. and at one point i was like so how long have you actually known each other and he was like two weeks and i was like okay and she was like yep got engaged day one and i was like okay and then like they just kept going back and forth for a while and then i just kept nodding and he was like five years and i was like okay and he was like he was like sorry about that i was like i knew you'd run out eventually and just tell me the, the truth she, he was Cowards. like it's a curse i'm sorry we have to do bits we must do it i was like it's like okay. Cowards. i've never met these people before but i suppose later they looked at later they looked at you and were like seven years <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> just man. kept you guessing three and a half you're like i didn't but say anything <laughs> it's really a generational thing like i just, i mean obviously people did bits before our generation but it feels like it wasn't as much of a curse before now like it feels like people would do it occasionally mm, like I don't know. Bo- obviously boomers have bits obviously but i feel like they <laughs> i, I, no, I don't know how not, many the, they're imperceptible to us because to us it just sounds like they're talking about how they get to work like what roads they take <laughs> that's a that's a bit <laughs> they have <laughs> Their bit is they talk about a less efficient route to work <laughs> when they pranked him. He took two minutes longer to get there. Yeah, no, I've been watching a bunch of, I've been watching 30s movies. They've been doing bits as long as as long as there's been a society. I am aware of that. But yeah. what I'm saying is I think, I, I don't know how many people in older generations I've heard be like, I wish I didn't have to do as many bits as I do. Like I, that feels like our generation's thing, where it's like I'm. I'm sorry that I'm like this. I don't feel this way. I've never way. felt this way in my life. <laughs> <laughs> You've never. You don't think you're a victim to the bits? No. Welcome to the beginning and the end of the world. do you think you'd be able to fool somebody who you know well in a disguise if you had to try to pretend to be a person who they don't know well yesterday travis did a great job <laughs> I have, that's what, yeah that's what I have both thinking, like, how much distinct, distinct voice and gait that i can't yeah uh, 
Yeah, you'd have to change your walk. How much do I talk to the person? Like, how much do I have to talk to? Uh, presumably a lot. It would be weirder if you were like, silent. Like, let's say you're, you're, you're supposed to show up at a party in a disguise. And, like, you, like, win if you stay at that party for a reasonable length of time and leave without anybody figuring out that it's you. I just, I don't think that I can disguise my voice well enough. I think that I could do everything else. I think I could change my gait and wear clothes to make myself not recognizable. And the second I spoke, they'd be like, Steven? I'm a real Jean Parmesan figure. Nobody would know. <laughs> Which really goes against my, like, I hope I hope this makes you more believing that I think I could get away with murder. Because I'm telling you that I don't think I can do this. Uh I don't think that I could actually go a whole party without somebody recognizing me, but I do think I could kill someone and not but get But you could caught. kill. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Dilbert episode of As You Know. <laughs> so I watched, did I, did I tell you guys about Samuel Beckett's play Happy Days? Uh, We're going right no. back into Dilbert, don't worry. Um, I'm glad that you. I'm glad that you saw my eyes get wide because I was like, "All right, time to introduce the podcast." And then you're like, "Let's talk about Samuel Beckett." And I was like, "Listen, I get that we don't want to talk about Scott Adams, but that's the only thing I do want to talk about." Uh, I so I hope you guys didn't like it, but if you did, I suppose I'll deal. Uh, but uh, we like Dilbert. I think yeah. we're Samuel gonna, Beckett's think. Happy Days. Uh, Samuel Beckett's Happy Days is uh, is a play where a woman is buried up to her waist in sand and sort of monologues for an hour about kind of the mundanity of life, but in a happy way, sort of showing optimism despite the fact that she's going to fall asleep and then wake up half buried in sand. And then the second half of the play, she's buried up to the neck, and it's the same thing. The nun from Dairy Girls is currently playing her as it tours Ireland. I watched that uh, about a week and a half ago. and Technically, you saw that. Saying I watched the play feels weird. What? You can watch a play. play. Okay. (laughs) I watched a play. I don't know. I didn't participate in the play. Yeah, no. I I watched it. Anyway, at the half point, I was feeling not excited. Um, And... Understandable. This, you were seeing a play. And this woman, Izzy, who I don't know well. The intermission is the opportunity to. Uh, just a just an acquaintance, Izzy, was just lit. I walk up to her and 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 she was discussing the play and people were discussing its merits and its things, and she just said the words, "We get it. You're depressed," and that is a very like a decent way to describe when somebody's not adding enough nuance to their cynicism for it to be entertaining and that is how i feel about dilbert yeah this just is the most like gen x mentality show that i definitely agree that's with. all i got for uh I'm, i am glad though that steven you drew a direct line from samuel beckett's theater of the absurd and you know late modernism perhaps the last of the modernists beckett to dilbert <laughs> and that's the type of that's the type of analysis you can only get uh here because it's as you know folks the podcast that is dedicated to covering the first and last episode of every television show in existence. And sometimes that means we do really mean things to one another, like pick Dilbert. I am Ian Benson. Joining me, as always, uh, he's finding new uses for uh, lozenges that are made with anthrax. It's Matt Ciani. <laughs> Howdy. He is being bought by a variety of special interest groups with hot tubs and large televisions. 
It's Matt. Uh, mm, I almost said Matt Ciani again. <laughs> <laughs> Today we're all disguised on... as Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Being bought by special interest groups. Try to pick, is Travis Marmon. Try to pick it out. Hello. Uh, and accidentally, accidentally saying 2001 A Space Odyssey in the shower. <laughs> it's Stephen Doughton. <laughs> I do not understand. So I, uh, we covered Dilbert this week. Uh, and I do not. I I did not understand the the universe of Dilbert. You didn't. I I or mean like Bert head. Right. I had a pretty good grasp on the on the rules of the Dilbert. I universe. was like, yeah, Dilbert. He works in that office building, and they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. weird, brutalist wonderland that he uh, that Dilbert lives in across all of life, and uh, uh, he's got a shower that he can talk to. I just was like, there's too much going on already, guys. Too much lore for for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, doesn't he just like have a job in an office and he hates it, and it's always comical how much it sucks? And there's like a dog that's his friend that looks like him, and a cat that looks like him, but he's evil, maybe. Yes, the director of human resources, uh, Cat Bert. Uh, also, there's a dinosaur that lives in his house in early comics. I thought the intro was stellar. They put a lot of effort into this intro. The theme song thing with yeah. the the evolving creatures that yeah, look like Yeah, that was fun. That, that was, was fun. Good, good Elfman. Uh, even though it was just a reappropriation of his Forbidden Zone score, it apparently did feel that way. Yeah, <laughs> right down to the theme just being called the Dilbert Zone. <laughs> there is a there is a <laughs> lot of reappropriation, reappropriation of voices, reappropriation of of music. They're really not. They're, it felt like they were trying to keep it as low budget as possible. Question mark. While still having really big names, I felt like I was watching this program on delay. Like they would say something, and then I was like, "Am I? Am I? Is this like? There's something wrong." They'll, they'll, someone will say something, and they won't respond the way a human being would respond. There was always too much of a pause <laughs> between lines. Like it was like it's like a it's like a yeah. It's like they recorded them completely individually. I mean, they do that. Like they had, yeah. like each actor send in each line, like from some remote location, as individual audio files. You mean like, um, you mean like the way legendarily, uh, I believe it's Elder Scrolls Four: Oblivion is record was recorded, where they gave all of the voice actors their script alphabetically, like the, the sentence. Mm -hmm. So they would just be reading disjointed sentences with no oh idea what was coming Oh my next. God. Oh my God. I've never heard that before. What? Yeah, I also me, saw me this find... on Twitter the other day of someone just learning. Because it's like one of the first games to have like full, full voice acting, I guess. And so they didn't really know what they were doing yet. And they were like, we just gave a reactor like, here's all your lines. We didn't put them in. There's no context for them. They're sorted this way, so you just go through <laughs> the line. Yeah, the lines were alphabetically sorted. There was no way to figure out uh, where it was like, oh, this line goes with this. It's part of this quest and all of these things. They didn't think about it. Uh, it's a wonder why they didn't lose their minds. Yeah, they just do all the A sentences, and then suddenly they're just like, hello, hi, hello, hello, hi, hi, hello, <laughs> hi, 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 hello. <laughs> Wait, why just... would they go back and forth between hi and hello? I, well, because I don't know. I'm just like, that's. You know, it's just suddenly they're in the H's and they're having to do that. That's how the alphabet works. Okay. Well, it is when you're using the dictionary that the Dilbert company created. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there were a lot of jokes in the show that I was like, I understand what you did, but I will not be. I will not be reacting to it. That was. 
<laughs> this this show had like a lot of technically fine structure and like it's like somebody read the structure of how a sitcom works and and the way that jokes are supposed to come back and all of these things a b c and b plot back to the, but then they forgot to make any of the jokes funny and that was what made it very hard they were definitely i've seen much worse adult animated sitcoms than this i thought this I was smiled. very this like that one I, yeah for, as yeah. far as adult animated tv this is like extremely middle of the path. yeah like most adult animated tv is roughly this quality so like i'm not like I'm more bothered by the genre that it's in or the form that it's in than I am by the actual execution of Dilbert itself. Outside of the, like, Scott Adams, Gen X. Yeah, let's do that. Scott we'll Adams is very much a boomer, too. by the way, uh, for what that's worth. I keep getting this guy I, yeah, confused true. with that's Scott true. Walker, and I know that they're not the same. No. But uh, Dilbert. Only one of them is a master of persuasion. Dilbert is, of course, an American adult animated sitcom. Uh an adaptation of the comic strip of the same name by Scott Adams about a middle-aged white-collar office worker named Dilbert who uh, is a talented electrical engineer and also an absolute idiot at everything else in life. Uh, it was developed for television by Scott Adams and Larry Charles, the uh, the former Seinfeld writer whose Wikipedia photo, if you have not seen, the drip is immaculate. Truly <laughs> tremendous seeing Larry Charles... Wearing uh, like a, a sort of modern cut suit with a hat and sunglasses and a big beard. And then at the bottom, got on some purple Crocs. Very, very modern fit yeah. from Larry Charles there. Damn, dude. <laughs> Looks cool as hell. <laughs> that is really an open for a wow. surprise thing when you just scroll all the way down. And then it's like pink Crocs. But uh, it was, it, it is a, uh, Dilbert went for two seasons of, 30 episodes in total. It did only last six months. So, Travis just sliding this one in under some technicalities. Yeah, I don't know that it actually counts, but... It does. It was two seasons. Two seasons. I don't understand. It be three, but that's fine. Oh, you know what? It, it was... Sorry, sorry. It was a year and a half, so actually, never mind. We're fine there. Okay. I'm just bad at math uh, when I glanced at this and saw January to July, but it was January 99 to July 2000, so... Yeah, uh, it um, sure was a Dilbert, tip to toe. That was a Dilbert. Travis? 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 Mm-hmm. Why? Did you why? pick Dilbert? Yeah, why did you do this? Well, one of them, uh, as as I'd been hinting at in long previous episodes, I was tired of Matt's bit where he would take uh, a word from the title of whatever show I had picked and then use that to make his next pick, so I did I want to completely interrupt this moment. I want to address this on air. You saying a bit reminded me of this. I did listen to the God Friended Me episode since I was not on for the second half, and you were all correct. I was infuriated hearing Travis continue and participate in a bit. I was steaming <laughs> mad as I was doing the dishes. I was hearing Travis like escalate something, and I was like, like a prospector saying, "Con flirted, stomping." I was no, I just was like, "Are you fucking kidding me right now? Are you fucking kidding me?" I leave. I leave for for an hour and a half. Personal emergency comes up, and this is what... Are you fucking kidding me? So, uh, just had to get that on, on the record that yeah. I, I heard you. <laughs> I wasn't... I, I, I was there. I heard the moment. I was like, I, I'm in disbelief right now. Yeah. 
Anyway, so I picked partially because of that, because I knew if he even was going to attempt to continue that bit, it would be such a huge stretch that it would just be like, okay, fine. Uh, whatever. Although Matt has revealed that his next pick was already locked and loaded, and Ian has it prepared, I think, and stuff. Either way, but still, it's partially because of that. Um, it was partially because I just remembered that they made a Dilbert show. I don't remember what caused that. It was a few weeks ago. I was like, oh yeah, they did do a Dilbert animated series. Uh, I should add that to my list of shows. Uh... And also because it's like, A, I grew up, uh, I read the Dilbert comic strip uh, a lot at an age that doesn't really make sense to be reading or enjoying Dilbert, as I'll get into momentarily. One. And B. When Travis was one. <laughs> and B, like, that obviously. Was, that was the thing that Travis infamously was reading to his class where they were like, That's we got to send this kid school. to gifted school. Yeah, he was yeah, just reading Dilbert, Dilbert to everyone. Uh, and uh, B, obviously, like. There's a lot to to mine from Scott Adams, who uh, went from the being the Dilbert guy to being like one of the biggest cranks of all time. Because when you spend so long writing yeah. a comic about like the feeling of always being the smartest person at the office, which is like somewhat relatable, it then got to him to the point where he convinced himself he's one of the smartest men on the planet Earth, uh, and in fact, yeah. he's one of the stupidest. You know, which is very interesting. Yeah. In his own he's way. definitely one of the grumpiest. I don't even. I don't that's know if, if that's the takeaway. I'd have I from, think like, he's Scott Adams, particular. I mean, yeah, the cynicism, sure, but like, he's on another level of. I mean, listen, of I have been hunting and killing Republicans for sport, <laughs> and it. I started right after Joe Biden got yeah. elected. His predictive powers are very strong. Yeah, I think that was the true <laughs> thing that really pushed him over the the edge is that he predicted that Trump would win in twenty sixteen. Um, although his argument was not based on any sort of political acumen or, or Clinton's own lack thereof or anything that revolve, involving like the state of America at the time. It was purely because Trump is a master of persuasion. Uh, master persuader. And Adams, and Adams <laughs> believes that he's like the world's leading persuasion expert. So yeah. then that really just went to his head. Um, a, uh, and, a master uh, persuader with deep understanding should... of persuasion and the human mind is what he articulates in his book, Win Bigly. You should watch him try to get into a bar with a bouncer that doesn't want him in. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Scott Adams oh can gosh. get into Bergheim. Oh, my gosh. Scott, yeah, Scott Adams actually got into Bergheim right after I got kicked away. He was there in line um, behind you. Yeah, I didn't realize <laughs> he, at the time. But now that I see the picture of the Crocs. He drew the story. Or yeah. His, out, yeah, his outfit has a, has, a, has a point of view. No, he just, drew, he just drew the bouncer, but the bouncer was also a dog, and he handed it to him. <laughs> and they were like, yeah, you're this in, is, man. <laughs> this is Bouncer Bert. Yeah. Were any of you guys, uh, did, did any of you read the Dilbert comic? No, uh, please. Your life? please. I've definitely no, was... looked at it. Yeah. What was everyone's comic strips? <laughs> what was everyone? <laughs> That's well, a great way well, to Calvin you were, and Hobbs. You were, but, yeah, Calvin and Hobbes uh, was amazing. But Calvin and Hobbes, Calvin and Hobbes you were reading yeah. the collected editions. Yeah, yeah, I had those. Yeah. I'm asking, yes. I'm asking Correct. it's Sunday. Your In your dad paper? has the paper. What are you what are you flipping to? I, I'd always look at Pearl because it didn't make much sense to me and I thought that was interesting. Like Which a lot did? of times I'd have to really figure it out. Pearls before swine. Yeah. Pearls before um, swine classic. I liked. I know I know yeah. Ian's dad is a big Pearls Before Swine. Big fan. Um, um yeah. A Foxtrot here. A lot most of a them fox. I I mean, yes, I read the, the Sunday strips, but most things I read through through collected editions and Dilbert was one of several. You um, a um you read a you read a Dilbert collected. Yeah. So when you're sometimes wow. when you're <laughs> when you're young and you're like getting into to comedy, 
in the same way that like you know when I'm like 10 to 12 years old I'm watching like SNL and the Daily Show and I'm not necessarily getting right. what the jokes are about or referring to right. but I'm picking up on the cadence of of how to tell a joke and, yeah. and things yeah, like yeah. that and I felt I feel kind of the same way about Dobert where I would like read it and feel like I was getting it but like there's no universe in which a 12 year old is relating to the old office grind at your shitty at your shitty cubicle farm job uh, because that's just a complete alien concept. But for whatever reason, I found it amusing or at least convinced myself that it was amusing. And so I read a, a good yeah. amount of it. Um, and then I've seen like a couple episodes of the show, maybe in passing on like in syndication or comedy central or something wow. like that. But like, yeah, it's an easy one to forget happened. It's very funny that it was on UPN. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going to get to that. Yes. Yeah, so Jesus. Yeah. What? Yeah, I I I am though now imagining like child Travis just out there reading like Crankshaft and Funky Winker Bean. <laughs> it's like I gotta Crank, stay up to date. I, I don't. I don't my, we did we did not get Funky Winker Bean I think in my papers, but we definitely got Crankshaft, and I was not mm. super into that. I wow, was wow. really annoyed by Archie comics as a kid because they didn't have a joke. Like Nothing they would happened. always just be like yeah. a continuation of the last yeah. thing. I'd be like, well, where's the joke? I got. I would really get annoyed. Oh, the, the crankshaft it? funky winker bean guy lives in Medina. That makes sense. <laughs> Ohio sure, mentioned everyone. Yeah, saying, the fucking Calvin and Hobbes guy lived in Chagrin Falls most yeah, of our yeah. life. Yeah. Uh, no. Also, I, I think they have a. I think they have a blood feud. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know, because wa- like, Watterson might with everyone. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I just like how I like to imagine that Gary Trudeau and Scott Adams are you know like constantly spy versing spy each other. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't they make a Doonesbury TV show? They Travis, did they try Travis. to make a Doonesbury TV show? Do you know? Do you know about like some of the creative works from from Gary Trudeau outside of Doonesbury? No, but that I was going to also say there aren't very many TV shows adapted from specifically newspaper comic strips, and this is one of the few. There are like right. more twenty. More to talk about than Garfield and Friends. There are like I feel oh my gosh, Travis. Talk yeah. about it there are literally nuts, like twenty that I can name from Archie <laughs> okay, alone. Yeah, yeah. Slow down. Well, Archie's, but Archie wasn't necessarily like a com a, a sun. You know, like a yeah, yeah a comic strip. Archie comics. Yeah were separate and then they would put some okay. in there like how they have okay. the, the Spider-Man okay. daily right. strip. Okay. Yeah. okay, okay, okay. Um, but uh, to answer your question, there were Doonesbury specials and then uh, Gary Trudeau um, wrote uh, Tanner 88, the um, HBO miniseries with Robert Altman. Yeah. Uh, hmm. He also, like, you know, he, there is a Gary Trudeau-created television program. I'm going to spoil this, but Matt always is against fucking picking, you know, internet shows. Uh, at some point, I will... I want to pick the Amazon Prime television series Alpha House, the two-season John Goodman starring television program that's about like four United States, ha- four members of the House of Representatives from across parties that all live together. That was created by Gary Trudeau. Wow. God. Yeah, I know. I'm, I know Jeez. you're you're thinking to yourself, Ian, you're making that up, and then I'm like, Clark Johnson from The Wire was also on it. You'll be like, none of this is real. I think you have mentioned this, and before. I'm like, Bill Murray was in it, but in the pilot only. So okay, Ian, if you had to, if you had to guess, if you, like if, if for some reason, you know the fucking jar of jelly beans thing. How many jelly beans are in the jar? Yeah. 
Okay. If you had to do that and you won, I don't know, all your friend's student debt was paid off. Every single one of them, including yours. Um, mm-hmm. But w- what you had to guess was how many things that are called TV shows have ever been made. <laughs> what would your guess be? Number. How many television programs have been created? Yes. Across the world? Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, you can't do the same, like, jelly beans. Yeah, size, yeah, you got it. Like, like, geometry logic. Uh, a million. <laughs> One million. Yeah, I don't know. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's impossible. I don't know. know. How many movies are there? That's an un- jelly bean counting. It's a knowable number. This is uh, this is unknowable. Like I yeah, like I, <laughs> it's an it just, I just, number. it just seems like too many. Is what I'm gonna say. It just seems like yes. too many. We've been doing this for so long, and I discover like ten new shows a week that I've never. Heard. <laughs> and we have yet to do a streaming show. Yeah, right. Pendulette plays a fictionalized version of himself in Alpha House, where he's running for the uh, for. Uh, oh my for god! We, why are we doing so much Pendulette? <laughs> <laughs> There are so many Penn and Teller shows. We talked about how many shows even just they have. Uh, everything's so stupid. Uh, can we also talk about uh, the Dill Burrito? I'm what is sorry. That? What? My grandpa, Hold on, I'll pull it up. when I would walk into the room for my whole life, would say, Hi-ho, Steve Verino. And I never liked it, but he did do it. The Dill Burrito was a vegan microwave burrito introduced in 1999 by Scott Adams Foods, Inc., and named after the comic Great. character Dilbert. The product went out of production in 2003. <laughs> Wait, when was it introduced? To, it, What's 1999. That's way too long. That's way too long a run. First introduced to the Dilbert future and introduced in 1999, the Dilburrito came in flavors of Mexican, Indian, barbecue, and garlic and herb. It was sold Wait, through some health food stores. Well, what's in it? Uh, what makes it dill? Doesn't say what the is, ingredients are. The, is there a lot of the, the seasoning dill? No, it just has a picture of Dilbert on it on the <laughs> box. <laughs> why? Because Scott Adams. What's why? in there? Scott Adams' inspiration for the product was that quote: "Diet is the number one cause of health-related problems in the world." I figured I could put a dent in that problem and make some money at the same time. His aim was to create a healthy food product that also had mass appeal—a concept he called the "blue jeans of food." <laughs> also, they made a flash game about it in 2000. <laughs> Scott Adams is fascinating. The product failed to catch on in the market, the blue leading Adams several years and several billion dollars later food. to sell off his intellectual property and exit the business. Adams himself noted, the mineral fortification was hard to disguise, and because of the veggie and legume content, three bites of the dough burrito made you fart so hard your intestines formed a tail. The New York Times noted the burrito Ugh. could have been designed only by a food technologist or by someone who eats lunch without much thought to taste. That is the entirety of the Wikipedia entry. What, is the, what, is, the, what is the Dilbert future? What is that? I think it was a book that he wrote. I think it was part of a. I think it was a Dilbert collection that also like maybe included some additional stuff. That phrase is upsetting to mm. me. It's scary as well. Yes, the Dilbert future. Yeah. I could become one of these type of guys. All I would need is like a very thorough cocaine addiction. That's it, and and then the I'm there. I'm cocaine this guy, Stephen. You don't like cocaine. I don't. But if I did this much cocaine, I would also think I'm as smart as Scott Adams does. Is he a coke guy? Probably. I don't think so. Or adren- adrenochrome. No, he seems like he seems like he has like a like a stack. I think he might be like a Bill Maher type who only eats seeds. 
He's been a he's been a vegetarian and a pescatarian at different points in his life, apparently. Do you guys think that if he tried to make this comic now, he would be allowed to? Like with how cancel culture is going? <laughs> I I mean like if the like if there had been if there had been no Dilbert that existed and then he had to create it. Wow, what a scary yeah. idea. A world without Dilbert. Do you think do you think people could handle like how much they would have to question their own beliefs and like their, you know, cuz in many ways like the the things that we we think as a culture now are like a religion. Mm-hmm. So it would be like questioning our our god. That's true. And he is an advocate for the idea that uh, all people who believe in theistic religions actually secretly know that they're false. He's so lame. That's what he says, huh? That's what he said in his books, in his two novels about religion that he says will be his actual legacy. He's so <laughs> lame. <laughs> He's so funny, man. How, how many pictures of him with his shirt off come up? Like if you just do a quick Google search. In 2018... <laughs> Kanye West shared multiple clips on Twitter from a coffee, real coffee with Scott Adams episode titled Scott Adams tells you how Kanye showed you the way to the golden age with coffee. In 2020, President Trump retweeted. I'm an sorry. Ep- what is that full episode let me, title? Let me finish the sentence. In 2020, President Trump retweeted an episode where Adams mocked Joe Biden. Uh, the episode was, of course, titled Scott Adams tells you how Kanye showed you how how. Sorry, Scott Adams tells you how Kanye showed the way to the golden age. The golden age is capitalized. Period. Of course. With coffee. Extremely dark alternate universe version of Joe Para talks with you. Dilbert is like, there's more Dilbert being made right now. So, right? Uh, After, so he like got dropped. Right, like three months ago, or like more recently than I realized, like it was spring 20, March 2023 is when he did the video where he said that black people as a whole constitute a hate group and that white people should stay away from them in response to Rasmussen poll uh, where people were asked uh, like how they do they agree with the phrase it's okay to be white and like 53% said I forget if 53% said yes or 53% no but it was, enough, it was enough for him to be like they're a hate group they want to kill us all we must get away from them so then, uh, you know, his Jesus, publishers dude. dropped him like every paper that like he'd already been. Yeah. He'd already been losing um, some of his he'd been getting dropped from some papers, I think, over time because of his increasingly insane right wing comments. And then that one was so much that he got dropped entirely. So now he's publishing it through yeah. something called Locals that's run by um, failed comedian and conservative influencer Dave Rubin. Right, which one's Dave Rubin? Wow. Oh my uh, god. He's the one that's gay and Jewish. I wish I did. Uh, and doesn't seem and so frequently uh people will like his followers will just turn on him when they remember that he's gay and or Jewish and then he's like, Come on. I don't know. It's hard to remember which one <laughs> Dave Rubin's really stupid. I don't know. They're all stupid, obviously, but he's yeah, one of the ones they're where all you see fucking... him. Right. He's one of the he's one of the like the rotation where like when I when they do crop up I'm like, oh, that might be one of the dumbest guys ever. Like, <laughs> you know, because there's some where it's like they know what they're doing and that what they're doing is evil. And there's some where I'm like, that guy's just a fucking. Ruben no has written that his views began to change after witnessing progressive commentator and former colleague. Uh, yeah. OK. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait, wait. Ben Affleck's confrontation with Bill Maher and Sam Harris over their views on Islam. I mean, I probably just I'm sorry. I remember that. 
Can you explain it to me? Like I'm. I do remember that. I I uh, don't pay attention to these things. I'm really confused why Ben Affleck is involved in this. Because it guess. was on real time. So like the panel is always like, here's a celebrity, and here's a pseudo intellectual that has a book, uh, and we'll have them argue about whatever. And so whatever. Bill Maher, yeah. obviously very famously Islamophobic. Uh, yeah. And also just hates religion. And Sam Harris, similarly, both of them, you know, their main thing is that all religion is bad, but Islam is a particular target of theirs. And Ben Affleck was also on the show. So Ben Affleck was the one. So Ben Affleck was <laughs> yeah, the one why defending, was it? Yeah. defending Islam from the likes of Bill Maher and Sam Harris. <laughs> My boy was out there. <laughs> Did he know that that's what was going to happen? That's was so Dave funny. Was on the show too or he was just watching? He was just watching it and like, got wow. radicalized. Or saw it on YouTube. <laughs> it's not as good of an origin story as the ones like Ian Miles Chong radicalized by lukewarm review of The Witcher 3 or... I All the ones that are like, I was extremely repulsive in college, and everyone hated me, so I became a Nazi. Yeah, I want. Let's go back to but talking yeah, about. Let's one. let's. I just want to go back. I just. It was Ben. What era of Ben yeah. Affleck are we talking here? Is this Phoenix back tattoo? Is he back with J Lo no. and hot again? Like, where are we? With Jennifer Garner. At Is he Batman? Is he at all Batman? No. no. Okay. No, this pre Batman. So post Daredevil, pre Batman. Yeah, like he's definitely yes. married Jennifer Garner in this era when that happened. Yeah. We were probably in college. He's so fucking back. Did you see that photo? Did you see the J-Lo Father's Day post for him? Yes. <laughs> You're so fucking back. Argo, fuck yourselves, everyone. Uh, Before we get into the I actual episode, I have to pee really bad. That's I'm fine. Steven. I, we are not fucking What are we going to talk about? Dilbert. I don't. I watched it this morning, and I don't remember. There's, like, anthrax, and I don't <laughs> understand really. Like, it was so disjointed. We are not recapping this show insane thing to do all right that's fine sushi is sushi is taking over uh uh cat, cat bird himself cat has appeared trav what if sushi had jason cat, alexander's cat voice, this though? did cat bird appear did i miss cat no, bird he didn't appear he did not appear anymore. No. okay this is where we do this travis you said it was so many all-stars it was like an all-star game who were they i only clocked one new one tom kenny was tom already an all-star kenny. that's why so now he's in the Hall of Fame. Well, yeah, but it's he still plays. No, yeah, I he know, still plays in the All Star game. And then Larry Miller. <laughs> yeah, Larry Miller's one. Have we had Chris Elliott in anything? Not that I could tell. You're one who plays Leela in Futurama. Who was no in no that um, was not Katie Segal. That was Kathy Griffin. Not yeah. Who does have kind of a similar voice? Katie Segal at the oh in the in the final was, Katie in, the, was not in the last in the in the. Why did I, I thought she was the one leading the ethics meeting? No, it might have been Tress McNeil who's in it the like things. Her. Big big time voice actress. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I was checking and I was like, I'm only seeing one new person, so that's where I, mean, I was. Confused. I said that when I looked at just like who was on this show. Oh, at okay. The time, and then yeah, before we had watched any of it, but yeah, Tom Kenny and Larry Miller were the first two. I was also like, have we Maurice LaMarche as not? I, yeah, we've had before. LaMarche, right? LaMarche was in the Johnny Bravo episode. Oh, fuck, ah. you're right. He was in Johnny Bravo. Uh, have we had Billy West before? Not that I could tell. Okay. So, Maurice LaMarche. Somehow you're not brain for either of these. He was, he was, yeah, he wasn't doing an Orson Welles impression for this one. I mean, he kind of always is, though. Not when he's playing the world's smartest garbage man. What the fuck was this show, plot-wise? Okay, so... Pilot uh, episode of Dilbert. Yeah. Dilbert. He, he's at home. 
He's his alarm clock is actually just Dogbert uh, making beeping noises at him uh, half an hour before his alarm is actually supposed to go off. Nope, buzzing noises. Yeah, dream about laying eggs. Why are you removing all of the joy out of explaining that part, Travis? We have so little to all talk right, about ahead. from this episode. And I wanted to say the the <laughs> series opens and Dilbert is on a farm sitting on a some eggs that then hatch and have like little egg like little bird chicken Dilberts, right? Yeah. And I that sounds right. I, I just was like, I was paused and I was thinking about that. And I was just like, this is his stress dream. What are your guys' stress dreams? Mr. Bean was sitting down at a big piano. <laughs> My stress dream used to be every single time that I was cheating on my partner. And then I'd wake up and be like, oh, thank God. That happened forever, and then I was polyamorous and stopped. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> it just stopped. Wow. Literally. I wonder what, I wonder what, wow, it's so weird. Don't have that dream anymore. It's so weird that it timed up like that, like it synced up. I wonder what the, I wonder what the, 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 the correlation. Yeah, the correlation. Yeah. That just, uh, wow, that's wild. I do, I do, I do, I am, it's so boring, but I am the guy who has the fucking, I'm on stage, didn't memorize my lines, I'm at a test, didn't go to the class like those types I of get I get the teeth yeah. falling out dream which I think means I I'm impotent or Ooh. something like that the teeth did you that's read that a, in that's Hemingway? an awful one no it's it's like it's a Freud thing you know let me check what that one Brutal. is what's your what do you get stress dreams I'm, I'm sure Travis doesn't Matt do you get stress <laughs> dreams if I do they're like what you they're the they're the 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 classic school ones that everyone has classic school ones the one, like what Stephen was saying, where it's like you show up to, there's like, oh shit, there was a test, like that kind of thing. I'm pretty sure. I've had oh those, yeah. But. I had those for a while, but I had those during lockdown specifically because I live across the street from a school, and they didn't dis- they didn't <laughs> uh, they didn't turn off the Top bells. The bell. Yeah. So I just <laughs> nice. I would just be hearing the bell at various points in the day. So if I was taking a nap and I was woken by the bell, or if it was like it was before the bell Which was is funny. Because I've been to your house a lot and went to your school, and it is not the same bell. Like, that is not the bell that we Yeah, yeah, I know, but it still school. is a school bell. Yeah, I know. That where yeah, like, I know. I'm yeah. laying on my couch, and I hear a school bell, and I'm like, ah, and it just, like, seeped into my brain. So there would be times where I would hear a school bell and be like, fuck, I got to get up. I'm late for class. And I was like, no, I have to log on to my work. I have 15 minutes to do that. It's going to take me 10 seconds. Were any of the three of you guys mad when we were kids that we didn't get the like kind of bell? No. You know, no. like the like. Mad? I, I was, no. Our teachers just I, looked okay. at a clock and were like, all right, we're out of time. And then you leave. It was. Wait, you didn't like, even have. Bill? You didn't even have a bell? No. God, you're fucking hippie school. No wonder you liked us. Severe lack of respect we, for authority. We instead just learned about. We learned how to read clocks instead and knew what time it fucking was. Travis, I feel like you've said before that you don't wear a watch because you don't actually necessarily are quick at reading an analog clock. No, I don't wear a watch because I already have a thing that tells me the time on me and I don't need an additional thing. But it doesn't mean I can't read an analog clock. Those are two very different things. I feel like you said something to that effect once. If Travis was a hippie, Travis would go to a hippie event and it would be like when Don Draper does that and he comes up with uh, Coke. Only for Travis, it would just be like, I have a new mean thing to say on the internet. He comes up with Coke? Uh, the, sorry, the... Um, the Coca-Cola drink. Yeah, the... Yeah, the, 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 the oh, yeah. okay. Spoilers for Mad Men. I was like, we'll I was like is Mad Men... Mad Men. In, in, I was like, in Mad Men, does Don Draper invent cocaine? Because that, I, don't, I don't think we're going to... If he did, you'd be like, guess I gotta like watch Mad Men. I don't, even, <laughs> I don't even like cocaine, but I just... 
I know that I got to check this one but, out. But Steven is trying to develop a thorough cocaine addiction. So. Yeah, well, for the sake of just believing a really, in myself. A really robust <laughs> cocaine addiction. Yeah. A lot of them are quite robust. A very, there are <laughs> a healthy like, robust. No <laughs> a thriving You try to you try to throw say. off a cocaine addiction by things like lack of cocaine and you the the people find a way. The addiction, it's robust. So yeah, Delbert has this stress dream where he's a where he's a chicken. Yeah. And um Look at all these chickens. It's like a reoccurring image is he uh, thinks he's turning into a chicken, which I don't really understand what that means in the reality for Dilbert, but then again... Small brain. In the show, they say all engineers have that dream. Yeah. Steven, do you have that dream? Yes. Wow, and I was so good watching you really debate whether you wanted to, to yes and. <laughs> Keep that pause in. I don't want any natural sort of conversation flow. I want the tension. <laughs> what the, like, okay, so they make. Not only do I dream that I'm a chicken, but also I dream that I'm like a cockney chicken. Uh, and I realize that I'm going to be put into to a pie and that I need to figure out how to fly. In order to also make run, of clay. is that what he's describing? Nope. Okay. This is these are my dreams. <laughs> what happens in Chicken Run? I don't know. I don't remember Chicken Run very well. I'm honestly just being. Uh, chicken Run is Chicken Run. No, 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 no. Chicken Run is just the Great Escape, but with claymation uh, birds. Dilbert was, of course, voiced by Daniel Stern, uh, who. Uh, yes, I was describing Chicken Run, Travis. Uh, who was, you know, one of the one of the wet bandits in Home Alone, and yes. uh, he was in City Slickers and City Slickers Two: The Legend of Curly's Gold. He directed Rookie of the Year, the movie where he directed Rookie of huh, the no Year, way. where Thomas no Ian way. Nichols like breaks his arm and then it heals and then he becomes a pitching phenom for the Cubs. What? <laughs> really That's weird. Delightful. That sounds that sounds fine. Yeah. Let's, let's Dude, I'm so glad that SpongeBob happened because I know I know Same this is so this. off topic. I'm so glad that SpongeBob happened because Tom Kenny was going to be cursed to like mid to low tier adult animation shit with the occasional cameo yeah. and like then he became SpongeBob and then he was just like voice over royalty. It's funny that like, that it's the same year as this uh that SpongeBob premieres. That's in, that's oh, insane. That's insane. Imagine a world where SpongeBob didn't keep going, but Dilbert was. Well, if it weren't for anti-white discrimination. Are we doing this? I thought about picking SpongeBob, and it technically hasn't ended yet, and that's crazy. Are, are we doing this now, Trav? We're going to talk uh, about... Just talking about how when this show got canceled... Uh, Not when it got canceled. You know, it was yeah, 20 years later, yes. Scott Adams claims that he was told and UPN do, did famously target a black audience and try try and cultivate that. You should you Scott should say, you should say it, the first part yeah, before you say that. The way part. Scott Adams tells it is they said you are white and therefore we are getting rid of your show because we want a black audience and he was the victim of discrimination. That was his telling. Oh my god. Uh it also uh he has said uh, of course that uh another thing that really Damn, damn, uh, was because their lead-in was uh, Shasta McNasty. <laughs> That'll be new show I will threaten to pick <laughs> many times. <but laughs> probably never do. The, the show that starred Jake Busey and, uh, as you know, all-star uh, Carmine Giovanazzo. 
and uh, they were a rap rock trio with also um, Dale. I'm sorry, is his that can't be his last name? It looks like God Boldo. God Bold O. <laughs> I don't know how I want to say it other than God Boldo because yeah, it's God so Boldo. fun to look at that. About a guy named David That's a Leisure sick... two weeks ago. God Boldo is a David Leisure. Italian. Last week we talked about Chad Todd Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> a friend had to give a fake name in a video, uh, in a uh, in a tabletop game the other week, and he said. Um, Jacuzzi Cucumber, and I haven't stopped thinking about the name Jacuzzi Cucumber. Just like, wow. Cucumber? Uh, uh, but yes, yes. Uh, Travis, uh, Shasta McNasty only ran one season, so that that could be. I was only one. I thought it was like three somehow. No, not one season. It was created by Jeff Easton, uh, who did uh, White Collar and Graceland, so really, really good bounce back. He also wrote a thriller inspired by the Billy Joel song, The Stranger. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jeff Finding Easton that for Willis. Alex. I'm getting the script and just going to give that to you guys as a, as a lovely gift. Uh, yeah, so uh, Dilbert's company is uh, its a very modern company in that they're in a lot of diversified businesses. Basically, Dilbert works for like Nestle or something like that, you know. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be apparently in Silicon Valley somewhere. And it, like the basis of the whole strip is that from scott adams worked at like a telecom company he worked at bell but yeah pacific bell and but yeah it's supposed to be a generic company that thus can it can be anything he loved one that's another scott adams thing i love from reading about him is how many things that, that you love like, a normal that a normal person would just be like yeah i kind of wanted to make like an everyman or whatever you know relatable to the audience or whatever and he was like not giving giving Dilbert a last name is a kind of psychological trick that I pulled to make people think that he might work at your company, and not giving Wait the boss a, a name also another kind of way to make you think like he could be my boss. Like that's just me using my persuasion powers. Oh my fucking an god! An extremely standard way I of think, writing. I think Dilbert does work at my company. <laughs> I like how you, if he had a last name, you'd be like, nah, he doesn't work here. But there is that guy named Dilbert that works here who has no mouth except when he speaks. Yeah. I was yeah, wondering like about, I was, I was wondering about, we just on. call him no mouth. Uh, I really like the idea of showing Scott Adams know. a video game that has a silent protagonist and what he would then say about that all. Yeah, It's a psychological trick. He is the guy who was responsible for naming the main character in Tenant the protagonist. Yeah, apparently, you know, Christopher Nolan just was like, I really need a, I need a name that will really signify uh, some sort of, a, you know, mysticism and, and a sort of narrative complications. Scott Adams was like, just call him the protagonist. Do it like this. What was weird about so Tenet, much. what was weird about Tenet when I watched it was that the whole time I thought it was happening to me. Like, I was like, oh, this is... <laughs> This I am in I am in Tenet, and it took it took like a lot of conversations with my friends to tell me because I was just talking to them about what happened, uh, and how I had to go like backwards in time to sort of fi- the the drive an airplane into like a secret art gallery uh, that rich people had, and people kept saying, "Stephen, that's the plot of Tenet." And I was like, "No, I did that." Oh, wait. I was and the then, only one saying that to you because I was yeah. the only other person you know who had seen Tenant. Yeah, it was a tough conversation with Ian. He just it took it took what six seven months for yeah. you to convince me that it was the plot of Tenant and not like the last few years of my life. Listen, lockdown was hard on all. Yeah, of what us. sucks is like you watch Tenant again and 
it, it happens it instead again. of convincing you that it's just the plot of a movie it reconvinces you yeah yeah that it people had to, to yeah people had to take me away from the screen the second time because they're like we can't deal with steven talking about his life as if it's tenet again i, I it's just it's just uh, and it's gonna be bad too because it's the same the same thing's gonna happen to you when we watch um being john malkovich this week for criterion night you'll be like i am john malkovich should i should i avoid that I mean, that depends on your level of psychological trauma from this, from your tenant okay. experience. Uh, we should, I guess, talk about Dilbert. Who we? In theory. Yeah. Do you, do you want me to talk about the guy in my office or the TV show? I mean, they might be the same thing. <laughs> yeah. What if, you, what if that guy in your office was the star of the comic strip? <laughs> this is Black Mirror. <laughs> <laughs> What if a guy without a mouth ate lozenges? <laughs> Wouldn't that be weird? Isn't it? <laughs> Wouldn't that be weird? I was just saying to Jill, I think that Chapo bit is the reason why everybody I know stopped caring about Black Mirror. See, <laughs> like, we just, I just watched some Black Mirror for the first time ever, like watched this new season, because I was like, do you want to watch Black Mirror? And I was like, sure, whatever, because it's not a thing that, you, since it's anthology, that you yeah. need your previous thing. And everyone's right. really mad yeah. at the season of Black Mirror because they got away from doing that. Like, there's five episodes, and only two of them really are about technology. Two of them are straight up. Su- two of them are straight up supernatural. Only two of them about are about what if your dog plugged into a wall. Well, it's one. One is what if net. One is what if Netflix made a show about you, um, and like just had the right to completely. <laughs> they did. It was called Master of None, and then some weird shit happened <laughs> with that. And I, uh, I have to disown it, that that relation. And then the other one is what if in 1969 astronauts um, we had more sufficient we had more advanced technology and um, we made when we sent people to space we also had robotic replicants of them that they could uh, when they went to sleep in space they could transfer their consciousness to them so they could like walk around on Earth. But then one gets killed by the Manson family. I think a way better question, Travis, is what if in 1969 Apollo 11 didn't actually have a moment where they went dark, but instead were secretly investigating a Cybertronian spacecraft on the dark side of the moon? That's right. I'm describing the plot of the 2011 American film Transformers Dark of the Moon. Mm. I I, I was talking about this. I keep watching too many good movies, so I think I'm going to watch all the Transformer movies. Just like as a little reset. like Yeah, like as a little reset. Remind myself that I think movies can be bad. Or I'll be at the end of that and be like, guys, I don't know. There's one part where there's like a big robot that finds no. Optimus Prime. And Ken Watanabe watches that robot turn into a T-Rex and is like, I thought it was going to be a giant car. You Can't know? wait to cover no. Beast Wars and talk about the worst animation ever made. Uh, anyway, we get to meet all of the classic other Dilbert characters. You get Wally. You got Alice. Pointy-haired boss. Pointy-haired boss. I don't know that I have these other characters. Loud, Loud Howard, who is like a literally from like one strip, uh, but then they were like, we can make that into a TV character. Uh, Good name. Works better in a television format. Uh, the one racist character? The only one. Ashuk? Yeah. Voiced by Tom uh, Kenny? Voiced by Tom Kenny, yeah. Uh, in a different world, this show ran for seasons, and then there's just like my search for Ashuk. <laughs> <laughs> all the kids at school bullied me and called me a shook all the time yeah yeah exactly it's a di- we escaped that world and i'm glad they we all did. loved dilbert they all loved dilbert they all loved this now i want to talk about something and i think this has been brought up on the internet before and it's not does dilbert's penis also point upwards uh because we all know conclusively the answer to that question is yes 
Um, yeah. Is that hair on top of Dilbert? <laughs> or is his head just cauliflower shaped or whatever? Yeah, yeah, it's a real, it's a real, is is Toad wearing a hat moment for me? Because they kind of treat it like hair, but it's flesh exact, It's the exact same tone and has no and texture, no delineation as to where his hair starts. Yeah, 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 that looks like flesh. What the fuck, man? Yeah, I don't, I'm gonna like, use that. Your, I'm, I don't like that they had the mouth move when he talks either. I feel like if you're going to have the uh, iconic mouthless character just keep him that way because it's much weirder for him to not have one and then it appears when he speaks iconic <laughs> i can't say i noticed he's a pretty famous comic strip character and that's a pretty no no i guess you were saying he's an iconic iconic i guess you're saying he's an iconic character yeah not that it's iconic that he doesn't have a mouth but yeah uh yeah they made uh they made accidentally made a uh, sorry guys no, sorry guys. I uh, I just took a fake suicide pill after trying to extract an artifact from an opera house in Kiev, um, <laughs> and it turned out. Stephen, all I have for you is emotion. All I have for you is a hand signal and a word. Yeah. Tenant, it's gonna open some doors. Maybe some. Maybe some good ones. Maybe some bad ones. I was telling yes, all my friends about uh, how the only women I knew um, were all eight feet tall. Um, Sign me up. I I I love hanging out with Elizabeth Debicki's character in Tenant. We all know her name. Yeah, it's... and if the world ends, that also means my son. Jesus Christ, one of the worst choices ever. It's so... <laughs> Fucking Chris, <laughs> write a woman. I, make He's a woman to. write Oppenheimer. a woman. He's... Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Make a woman write Here, a woman. Guys, like... Just wait until you see Oppenheimer. Make oh, a great. woman write a woman. Make a woman. Christopher <laughs> Nolan, you've made an atom bomb. Now make a woman. <laughs> <laughs> become god christopher uh so yeah uh speaking of becoming god dilbert's yeah dilbert's company made anthrax laced like cough drops i guess more or less yeah they like poisoned an entire town of people so w- my question is did they deploy the cough drops in one specific town only as like a yeah they case? do this shit all the time in columbus ohio like you live yeah. where they would do this. Yeah. Hey, hey, let's hey, hey, let's be clear. That's only for food. <laughs> yeah, and it's cough drop. Yeah, this is cough drop. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my it favorite are foods. Cough drops food. The greatest debate in history of forums. <laughs> for yeah, I'm a our bit cough drops foodie. food locked after seventy pages of debate. <laughs> uh, they're edible. I don't think they're food. If I said I'm hungry and want a snack, and you came back with cough drops, I would be like, I think we gotta have a conversation. <sighs> okay, okay, but hang on, hang yeah, on. Then. Could you save you from starvation? Are is like a regular hard candy food then? If I want a treat, I I'm was like, hungry. I want a snack, and then they bring back hard, like a couple pieces of. Hard if you candy brought back hard candy, I'd be like, oh, a sweet, that's lovely. I'd like something a bit more substantial, though. If you brought back a cough drop, I'd be like, so is there no food in the house? <laughs> like, okay, because I'll order. <laughs> well, because like sometimes I'll... there's there are foods that I eat when my tummy's a little sore. Like sometimes I'll be like, oh, I better eat some ginger because it helps with the digestion. Straight ginger? Huh. Like just you're like a just little like piece of ginger, <laughs> honking on well, a ginger I mean, like, root. Just... You know, I'll, I'll, if I had pickled ginger, I would eat it straight. But if it's ginger root, I'd probably put it in a rice dish. Oh yeah. You, so you're you're talking about medicinal uses. You're saying yeah. you just I'm so, you, so you like if I can yourself. have a if I can eat ginger for my tummy ache, then a cough drop is food. I just I just think it's edible, but not food. I mean, you're right, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll take it. <laughs> 
like yeah like again my my barometer for these things is if you, i'm like oh can you get me something what if i walked what if i what if i thing? walked back with ginger root would you say i would be like i would be like okay so we're doing a bit yeah but ginger like, root is food see it's it's very fuzzy yeah i know but i would yeah fuzzy yeah there's this isn't fuzzy. This, this this I think is it food? The flowchart has multiple steps. It's not just if I say I have a snack. Oh, and oh, like oh, oh! You mean the 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 concept of it is fuzzy, not that ginger root itself is fuzzy. Yeah. I was it like, wait, oh shit! What what does a what does Stephen think ginger root is, and b what yes. does Ireland think ginger root is? <laughs> yeah, these were, I'm glad you were you were at the path that I was at, where it's like, do they call it something different there? Right. There's a lot of things I could bring you that Spicy is food fuzz. that you'd be like, what the fuck are you doing if you said you wanted a snack? Yeah. You know, if you started bringing me ingredients, you're just like, here, you know, oh, uh, Ian, you're hungry. Here is one onion and a block of tofu. I'd be like, okay, well, I, I'll cook <laughs> something. I can take the hint. Here's a, ta- here's a tablespoon <laughs> of sugar. All right. And a stick hey, of butter. Ian, Ian, I got a million dollar idea for you. Oh boy! Oh, uh huh. Cough drop simple that you could use in a cocktail. Yeah, dude, dude, dude. Like if you got a bit of a you got a thing in your throat and you want to have a little uh, 100%. you have like a little cough drop Negroni. Hundred percent. Not only that, but if I was at cough drop Negroni, I just a little. If I was at a Michelin star a restaurant on the garden, and they were like deconstructed. You're sick, and they gave me like chicken noodles and a cough drop and like we're like the way that the flavors come together in your mouth will remind you <laughs> of being uh, in you your bed taste any of it because you're all clogged yeah up. right they can't you they give you that weird japanese drink that makes your taste buds go away for a half hour and then they give you chicken noodle soup and a cough drop and they're like this is art <laughs> I mean, when Schwa did that deconstructed Arnold Palmer, one of the mint things could have just been a cough drop straight up. Did you have really mint cough to. drops? I suppose. There is no mint in an Arnold Palmer. Or sorry, it was I'm try- no, it was for the tea portion of it. Right? Were you there yes, for Yes, I was there. It was all lemon and tea notes. It wouldn't yeah. have been minty. So it could have been a tea note. I understand what you're saying on that one, but it wouldn't have been yeah, minty. Yeah, that's what I'm going for. Uh, okay, uh, since it's a really straightforward conversation about Dilbert that we're having today. Uh, Travis, are you the only other person who's been watching The Bear, the new season? I haven't been watching it. I yeah. would, I will though, at some point. The girlfriend is one of the yeah. worst. I watched the. Whole I season. hate the girlfriend so much. I hate her so much. She's Every time she talks, she's just like, "Oh yeah, I mean, like, well, when I was a child, you know, I broke my arm, and <laughs> it's funny. I've never told anyone this story before, and uh, because I yeah, she's a she's a big time for me to look at yeah, my phone. I, I broke uh, my arm because I was trying to fly because I was going to be a bird, and then I learned that I'm not a bird, and I've never told anyone that story before. Car me, and I'm just like, oh my god. Uh, that girl thought she was going <laughs> potato. Uh, what do we think about the hair stories in <laughs> Dilbert? Or hair stories? I don't know. Hairstyles is what I meant to say. These are the hair stories. <laughs> This is our best episode. Well, Alice has that big triangle hair thing. You know what I noticed that I'd never noticed when reading the comic? Because uh, their voices. That, uh, only women, only only women in the Dilbert universe have necks. Hmm. Well, I mean, what's the con? All of the males are necklace. What's the constitute a neck? Have a defined chin, like just like they're, a woman's jawline is is defined and clearly. Oh, well, you're right about that. Uh, huh. Huh. In, 
but all the men are just like I, 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 you know, maybe they're um, all neck uh, corpse corpse grinder shaped. <laughs> um, is how I would think of it because that's the most necklace man I can think of. Uh, uh, no, nah, listen, listen. I'm seeing this one woman. I'm seeing. I don't know who um, <laughs> who this is. She definitely has a neck. This is from an article called "Yes, Dobert is a Victim." The perp may not be yeah, cancel culture. Next. Uh, the women of next. The oh no, I was gonna. I'm sorry. I'm saying she. I don't really feel like this person has a neck. They all kind of are just neck. I think in this strip, they're, they're his drawing than, style is. What if everyone they're, 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 was just a shade? Oh god, this Dilbert Funko Pop is upsetting me. So in this show, they, they all die of throat <laughs> lozenge, and then they he brings them into a meeting. The guy with the devil hair. What's his name? Boss. Pointy-haired boss. Pointy-haired boss. Wait, he works at my office. Of course, voiced by Larry Miller, uh, an all-star from uh, uh, from this and Eight Simple Rules. So he comes in, he's like, oh, y'all need to fix this. And then he puts the slide. He's like, oh, we need a name for this. And then Dilbert's like, that's the last thing you do. And he's like, oh, they're like, he doesn't like being corrected. So then he, the punishment is Dilbert has to come up with a name for the thing, but the name is the last thing, but they don't know what it is, but they has to come up with a name. Uh, and then he plays Scrabble with his mom. Yep. Yeah. Also, I got annoyed at that one when Dilbert's argument is like, do you think the guy who invented a mouse pad came up with the name first? No one knew what a mouse pad was. And I was like, well, that's kind of a bad example because it was explicitly designed to be a pad for a mouse and we knew what both of those things were. So, like, no, we probably didn't come up with the name <laughs> Cinema first. Cinema Sins. Ding! Bad. It was very much exactly what it says kind of name. There are definitely products that have come up with the name first, and some of them I probably like. Nintendo 64. Nintendo Wii. All things, definitely, they worked backwards. PlayStation 5, they worked oh, backwards yeah, with they, that name. They, PlayStation exactly 4, worked backwards with that name, too. Don't get me started on the PlayStation 3 and the PlayStation 2. <laughs> they were just walking into rooms there in Sony, and they were just like, hey, guys, I got an idea. And they looked up, it said PlayStation on there. Guy walks over with the... Mo- with the the sharpie, uh, not the sharpie, the, the the dry erase. Maybe it's a piece of chalk. Who knows? And he just writes a two afterwards, and everyone's like, "Holy shit!" And then he turns it into a dollar sign, and they're like, "Holy my shit!" My relationship with my relationship that with Sony is backwards. extremely complex, but in that they announce a thing and you give them money, and then they that that's yeah. It. But I don't like them, uh, so it's complex, <laughs> you know. Um, but I do really like that they don't fuck around, like. With naming, because like Xbox 360 One, the oh, Xbox yeah, the Series S, Xbox, I want to throw that in the trash can. PlayStation One, Two, Three, Four, Five, good stuff. We love it. I love to see it. Big fan. Mm-hmm. Can they ever stop? Or is yeah. it like Final Fantasy level where it's just like you have to do it? There will be a Final Fantasy Twenty Seven one. Yeah, day. Final Fantasy. There will be a Final Fantasy Twenty Seven in our lifetimes. Probably. Well, maybe yours. Or are you dying? No, you're just going to live forever. This is established. Right, but on the pace, they're doing one every like three years-ish. Three to four. So like, you know. Dilbert. Dilbert. Yeah, he plays, plays Scrabble with his mom and dog Bert, and they're both cheating. One of them plays Quixotic. Uh, the other I, one plays I love, quizzes. I love the... I do love the way that Dilbert's dog is cheating, which is just... Uh, taking blank squares and like soldering onto them, burning. Where's he getting all the blank squares? The letters, like it's very. Uh, he's just got a whole supply, you know. It's he's just he's yeah. just chill like that. Uh, 
Yeah, the mom is voiced by um, Jackie, Jackie Alfman. Thank you. I was like, where did the page for Dilbert the series go? Someone you know instantly if you see her face. I uh, love her. She's, she rocks. Yeah. She's also one of those people who's like, I mean this with no disrespect, Jackie Hoffman is younger than my parents, and it doesn't, I just don't believe that. That's fucked up. <laughs> Jackie Hoffman is only 62 years old. What? <laughs> <laughs> she wasn't 62 when this was made? <laughs> no, Jackie Hoffman, Jackie wow. Hoffman was a, a spry 40. What the wow. fuck? <laughs> yeah. Thing of the Thirty Rock episode where she's the woman that the the arsonist lady and I was like oh yeah that old that she played she plays but she plays Batista's mother in I was Knives gonna Out say or, you know, how Glass is Onion. she who's she in like Glass mm-hmm. Onion okay yeah she's she's Batista's mother that slaps him in that and she is eight years older than Batista wow she's eight years older God than damn. Dave Batista I'm sorry Dave Batista is does she 54? have really really slow developing progeria yeah Dave, yeah also huh. Dave Batista I, that's also I, weird yeah you gotta remember he was a wrestler no, for I a know, long time I just would have assumed he was in his 40s um he looks great that's why it works it's because everyone thinks Jackie Hoffman's like 75 and everyone thinks Dave Batista's 40. like 42 yeah, exactly. yeah it definitely works yeah Batista's 54. Anyway. Oh, yeah, anyways. Uh, yeah, uh, Dilbert, yeah, they were like, oh, we got to come up with a name. And he's like, Acorn or whatever. After they brainstorm a bunch, so he goes to a dry cleaner that apparently has wasn't the lock a- on wasn't Acorn, Acorn only. Wasn't Acorn the... That's that investment app that everyone got mad at because they wouldn't let you buy GameStop stock yeah, during yeah, the bubble period. Right. Um, that yeah. No, that's Acorns. That's the- Acorn was oh, okay. like You're right. one of those oh, Enron-esque... Yeah. The organizations that got in no. trouble for uh, not Enron, no, it was like, not in the least. You made it up. Complete fabrication. Acorn, yeah, uh, Association of Community Organizations for Reform. Now, I is think that so. Thinking? Yeah, that's what Stephen's yeah. thinking of. Uh, and uh, you're thinking also of the. Um, I would take a class. I would what? take a class that had eight hours of lectures explaining Enron to me because I don't get it, and I'd love to get it. I want to understand Enron. <laughs> There's not much to understand. Yeah, Can you explain Enron in 30 seconds? Okay, think about how every company today operates. Yeah. That's Enron. How, what did they get in trouble for? They they, they did, did so much early. accounting fraud. <laughs> they did so much accounting fraud. What were they what did they, what were they ostensibly doing? As a company, what was their they product? couldn't describe it. They were That's an energy. Was, they were an. They were an energy yeah. company. Yeah, they were an energy company. But what that actually meant, famously, the, it, the answer was always just like garbled, like basically just a dolphin noise. Then <laughs> uh, <laughs> they just made up the numbers, and then they got caught. Yeah. Now that's yeah. legal to do, d- what, but at the time w- that was not legal. What happened at Enron? was that they would do these deals and they wouldn't work out and then they just hid the debt. They yeah. just like made, put in new numbers and yep. hid that from everyone. So everyone was like, right. number keeps going up. Woo! Yep. And then one day it all came tumbling down and they were like, fuck. Yeah. And then the Astros were like, we got to change the you field name. You really have to. Yep. You would really have to be the most reckless to get caught doing that, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you have. I mean, it's it's, cra- it's it's crazy to hear about something like that, and then naming a you know getting naming rights to a professional sporting <laughs> venue, and then your whole thing crashes. <laughs> I mean, we wouldn't see that today. 
Anyways, I'm so excited for the new Lakers season. Boy, I can't wait to see what pickups they do. And check out Crypto.com Arena. And how about those Heat and FTX Arena? Yeah, what is it called? The key, the keys are. It was like some other financial thing. That's Miami based, so probably also uh, horrifically. Casilla Center. Casilla Center. Casilla Center. Casilla. Casilla. It develops software for managing network systems and information technology. No, they don't. They make up the numbers. This one feels more like it's a thing. They only made $104 million last year. So that is definitely one a company huh. that's just like, yeah, that was their revenue was $104 million is what it says here. So that's a company where they're like, fuck, the Heat are like, listen, we just need somebody's name on yeah. here. Yes. Huh. All right. Sure. What more do we have to say? I guess we could <laughs> still like ten minutes left of the first episode. Whatever they wind up, I yeah, they burned down the dry cleaner. This. Like, we why was the, I okay? Here's the one part that made me smile: is when Dogbert is like, "Don't worry, I'm going to handle this," and goes to the um, the, the it's, vibrating it's, chair. It's the, the joke is just it made me smile of what the other stores are. Uh, uh, yeah, I did, I, I did actually laugh at at the vibrating chairs place that the guy who works there had a vibrating voice yes no it's this that is the part that amused yes. me is the yeah billy west billy vibrating west. and then it's just the like okay and it's like next door is like a halogen only light bulb store and then it's just yeah. like all things flammable and then it's gunpowder <laughs> depot yeah um, very much a gag that would not yes. be out of place on the right Simpsons at exactly all. like and good yes and just seeing like yeah just seeing like all things flammable uh delightful yeah, they burn down these dry cleaners that's run by... I mean, it's also important. The reason this, the the people who run the dry cleaners do fake French accents and wear berets and stuff because they think it sounds better to be rude in French, which is a really tortured joke. Yeah. Uh, and they and Acorn is named after... is a nickname they gave their son, which... Right now, when you tell uh, us, because they... Like yeah, they decide that they're going to... Yeah. Because then they, they're like, okay, we're going to call this thing Acorn. And the, the guy they have to impress is actually the son, and he talks about... How his how he got his like dick and balls got him the nickname Acorn. Yeah, it was some really tortured yeah. thing. Because a tur because a turtle pulled his bathing suit off when he was at a pond, and then everyone saw that his dick and balls shrank in the cold water, and then his parents <laughs> were like, "We'll call you that," which is <laughs> a lot of psychology going on there. I yeah, it's it's um, it's relatively fucked, and uh, and so they're like, "Shit, we got to come up with another name." We got to pitch him the bad name, Salmonella. Oh, yeah, because they'd had a whole meeting where they were like, every name is taken except for uh, there's a few Greek myth ones available and diseases or whatever. Like, that was the whole setup for the joke. It was either going to be Salmonella or Siparia. Yeah. And ultimately, they uh, wind up on, um, what do they go? Grandmaster 6000. Of course. Which was a thing that had been said to him during the Scrabble game that his mom suggested. And, uh... Yeah, that's that was that was Dilbert. I I told you the one part I smiled, the only part. The highest rated premiere in UPN history, or something. Oh like my god! Time. Every time things. I have to put a show like this on the Plex server, I get self conscious that someone's gonna text me and be like, "Ian, why is Dilbert on your Plex server?" Like sometimes <laughs> people are like, "Oh hell yeah, justified," and sometimes like I'm afraid they're just gonna be like, "What?" <laughs> The mind of Mencia is going to really be. A, <laughs> what do you get? A, you you get a wellness call about? Yeah, I would not watch more Dilbert. I will not. I can't believe I had to. I had to watch twenty two more minutes of Dilbert. Yeah, this was this was quite rough. 
I, I, I forgot dreams and memories, beautiful moments in my life were pushed out so that I could remember segments of Dilbert. And this is your doing, Travis. And now Matt has responded in kind. And soon Stephen will respond in kind. When will the bloodshed be Again, enough? Matt picked that before I ever picked this. I could have picked yes, a great show. Yes, you could have. You could have. same idea. And he still would have no, picked that's my not Demencia, true. So don't blame me. You had, had this pick, pick ahead of time. Yeah, but I... He had this pick ahead of time because you were openly and loudly repeatedly complaining about the bit. <laughs> yeah, listen, I got a big backlog of good good picks, fun stuff. We could have watched uh, that show where Lewis Black is a judge or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the viewers going through the various Comedy Central like things. <laughs> it's <laughs> insane the shows that were on. You're like Comedy ah, Central. cross cross balls didn't have enough uh, episodes. Right, which to one is that? Or <laughs> yeah, what is that? That was them doing the fake debate show they had that I think lasted like five episodes. Crossballs? Crossballs. Cross <laughs> Swear to God. You, you you haven't made this up? I am not making this up. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it com- combining Crossfire and Hardball. 24. They did a full 24 episodes of it. Wow. Holy shit. I remember I watched one episode of it and it was about obesity and I mostly just remember... Uh, I think it's Doug Benson uh, saying, fat people are jolly. Oh, oh this That's is the thing I was going to say with Mind Dementia. I was like, he's not the guy who says that he's fluffy, not fat. Who is that guy? No, that's Gabriel Iglesias, who is still huge to this day in, in popularity. Uh, like, is what you meant. For Latin American audiences. Yeah. He's a, he's uh, a large man as I well. I figured. Yes, that is what I meant. Uh, Crossballs also had comedians. It was comedians posing as experts, and there were also real experts who didn't know it was a sham. Oh my god! Oh, these these titles, dude. Episode four is called "Vegetarian or Vegetarded." Uh, okay, so yeah, Dilbert. Uh, last episode, um, Dilbert is uh, in charge of the American electoral apparatus. They decide to make it so that you can vote online. Uh, and he is a man of integrity, and um, you know, turns down bribes, turns down women from the tobacco lobby. There's a trip yeah. to. Sky Adams seems Scott Adams seems to have an issue with the concept of electronic voting that, or or voting not in person that feels prescient. Uh, I mean, although he also apparently said in 2016 that he doesn't yeah. vote. I don't know. This show's so weird. Like, I mean, okay, so in this stage of his life, I think he's just a libertarian, right? And by nature, just has like weird mishmash of stuff. Because there's a ton of this show that like, uh, could be a great critique of capitalism of just like. People just fail upwards all the time, and we're all ruled by our stupid-ass corporate overlords. There's this whole part of the show where they're talking about, like, the good of the oligarchy. Things like that. But that doesn't actually align with, like, like he just, his own takeaway from that understanding of the world is, like, the real problem is bureaucracy. I mean, yeah, classic. Or, like, or just, like, or just stupid people, like, keeping, like, whatever, you're Randian, like, uh, you know, the, the real geniuses are kept down and not allowed to shine right. kind of thing yeah so dilbert um dilbert yeah it can't be bought or sold which i respect as a man who also can't be bought or sold um you know he he uh is so disgusted by someone with a cigarette that he turns a flame uh a, um not flamethrower that's not the word fire extinguisher <laughs> the opposite in he some way in many ways yeah blast blaster with a fire extinguisher which turns her blue he sees, when she's driving uh, he home. sees something that uh, really has uh, me questioning the nature of humanity and reality in the Dilbert universe because um, uh, a garbage man pours some 
some uh, a magic potion down the desiccated corpse of uh, of a uh, of a uh, Ben Franklin, ben Fra- ben uh, down Franklin. its throat, and he pops back up totally fine, and also apparently predicted the creation of the internet. And yes. uh, Dilbert Cause, has no reaction. I mean, why have an animated show if you're not going to do gags like this? I guess do show like that. Yeah, and like this is a good way of incorporating the comic character, the world's smartest garbage man. Uh, oh, so that's a that's a guy from the know. comic. Okay, well, I'm glad we have yeah. you, a Dilbert expert. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. Travis is such a an ex an, an, ex, uh, an expert. Travis is such an expert. Will. He's <laughs> removed his shirt and he is flexing to show us what an expert he is. He's doing this to to tell us. I'm doing hypnosis Always. on you, and I'm watching my stepson. I'm die. living in a house that's shaped like Dilbert or whatever. Uh, yeah, whatever. You know, all the rumors about Scott Adams that are definitely real and true. Um, Adam Scott should kill Scott Adams. Parody, parody, parody. Well, him and the golfer can team up, and I guess I assume you're the actor. Who could say they can? It's all a parody, so you know I like to keep it open. Yeah, the tobacco. They're trying to use. I don't understand how the tobacco lobby like figured into this. I yeah, or why that's supposed to affect Dilbert. But yeah, they try and send the ladies to seduce him, and they buy him a a hot tub. That will work on me. That Dogbert and Ratbert watch. A cheerleading competition uh, on what yeah, just listen, cheerleaders you know, on it was that era that's how you that's how you showed that you were a man you just watched cheerleading yeah this was like the the xfl is yeah. like around this and time. uh you got um uh, congress and they're just giving out money to each other and then students show up and they're like whoa 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 we have to pretend we're doing stuff and then they just start giving money to each other again that was such a like yeah that that was such a like gag that like could have been a good joke but was done in such a just like on the nose just thing joyless where they're being like we give each yeah, other no, money and then the kids show up and then we yell stuff no attempt to like just that, that one needed punching up to make it even entertaining or insightful or anything just like like truly these clowns in congress what a bunch of clowns yeah. is like a better and more insightful critique of congress i think than than this joke was uh, so it needed to punch up work. It felt like it went on for about uh, 45 minutes, too. Yeah. Then Dilbert, uh, then, uh, uh, what was it, Harry McNasty or whatever gets elected president? Uh, Harry S. Which McGee. one of us is that? I know that I'm bright because, phone because and your cat puke balls, <laughs> uh, Matt, so. Is that? Which is funny that I'm bright phone, because that is actually Steven's brand, so I guess we have to shift, the, shift yeah, these things around. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe I'm Harry S. McGee. Maybe I'm president. Maybe it's maybe it's Assy McGee as president. Is that what you were gonna say, Travis? Your favorite character, Assy McGee. <laughs> Another show I've thought about I will, uh, adding I to will, my list. I will come to Seattle if you pick that one, and I will break your <laughs> kneecaps and I'll get on the first plane back. <laughs> Be like, oh my god, what a surprise! <laughs> There's a lot of Adult Swim shows I would like to pick before settling on Assy McGee. Xavier Renegade Angel and shit like that. Um. <laughs> Does anyone have any burning desire? passion or takes to, to release about Dilbert in these waning moments of the podcast. I was trying to think of other stuff that happened. There's the scene of the golf course or I don't know. They, I mean, yeah. they do have the, yeah, they, no. there's, <laughs> we could just, we could just end it. I there is the scathing care. criticism of the American corporate structure where they're talking about how uh, they already know who's going to win all the contracts. And, you know, Dilbert, the pointy ear boss calls everyone in. He's like, Oh, we're getting the contract. It's like, those aren't announced till tomorrow. And he's like, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, and he's like, wait, 
They're all military yeah, contracts, notably. Everyone's a military contractor. They love it. That's Yeah, it's, there's so, cool. so much stuff in here that it's like, man, this could have had a point of view. Or it could have like or you could have done something yeah, exactly. maybe it, even if it does have a point of view, you could have stated it less plainly. There's some meat on the yeah. bone and they completely ignore it. They're like, Oh, you could get a stew going out of this and then they throw it right away. And that's that's uh that's really how you know it's great, scathing, exciting criticism that UPN had to silence. <laughs> they couldn't allow this to get out. They couldn't allow people to get the woke mind virus or whatever from Dilbert. Or maybe not the woke mind virus. I don't understand yeah. anymore. I've really lost the plot. Of no, you weren't going to get the woke mind virus from this, which is why they didn't want to broadcast it. But ultimately, since it went woke, it went broke. And that's why UPN had to merge with WB and form the CW. <laughs> That's getting us all of Matt's favorite shows of all time. All of them lost. Start, the Dilbert was the first. Dilbert was the first domino <laughs> that led to Riverdale. And that's that's the Bert. Thanks for joining us for the beginning of anti woke July. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking son of a bitch! You did it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you madman! You did it! <laughs> All right, so that was Dilbert, and um, Matt, uh, I know that Travis is uh, really dead set on you stopping your bits, so what, yeah. do you have, uh, what do you have next week for us? Yeah, I'm sure Travis will be thrilled that the worst bit of all time is over, um, and thankfully we'll be getting back to good bits, and we'll be watching Comedy Central's classic Mind of Mencia next week. Good to do. <laughs> <laughs> There is nothing Steven that is I want to watch less unhappy. than Unhappy. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get so mad. It's cool because it also means we get to talk about Joe Rogan next week. So we'll really just get every... Yeah, we get to talk about a- an actually good thing I'm that gonna Joe Rogan I'm going to get so did. mad while watching this show. I'm going to get really angry. There are a lot of guys on this show. Also, I was looking it up. There's so many guys on Mind Dementia. Are we going to just be like sitting on Matt's couch watching this all together? Oh, God. (laughs) 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 Do you want me to phone, to zoom Ah! in? Do you want me to be on a telecom? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're we're actually going to do that recording. We could have picked a better show. Matt, we could have picked a better show. (laughs) (laughs) Which of us is going to talk about this? I'm really unhappy about this. I'm not. Why did you do it? Because Travis, Travis must be taught a lesson, which is why Matt. I'm gonna pick Travis three like, animated shows in a row. In a cold like fuck you. <laughs> this is this is good. This is why it is good. It's now everyone. This is also why I picked Justified last week is because I knew something was coming, and then the Dilbert reckoning really accelerated all of this. So it's just gonna be me now every couple of weeks being like, ah, guys, what have we watched? You know, I'm gonna like the animated show. Don't get me wrong. I'm not gonna torture me. I'm gonna torture Matt. (laughs) See. But you also have to torture St- Travis because Travis is the one who picked Dilbert. No, no, Matt picked Matt picked Mind of Mencia before Travis picked. Listen, Dilbert. Travis Travis put one in the hospital. Matt put one yeah. in the morgue. Okay, I'm just <laughs> saying. Don't <laughs> underestimate <laughs> Travis's influence. I'm gonna pick Rectify. Uh, I don't know. What's Rectify? The slowest show of all time. 
I'll talk about mine MNC. Somebody put 30 seconds on the clock. All right. Go. I know that Carlos Mencia is a comedian who is accused of stealing jokes. And I don't know how Mind of Mencia is structured. So I'm going to guess it's like the Chappelle show. Just he also ripped off that set. And it's just like, oh, I'm going to do some bad stand-up. And then I'm going to do some bad. Uh, I'm going to say skits. And I'm going to say it pointedly. And I think I have Steven's <laughs> approval to call them skits and not sketches. <laughs> I, think, I think in this case I can say these aren't sketches. <laughs> Time. And, uh, that was time. The only the only thing you okay. left out is that it's crazy racist. It's, it's it's like as racist as cavemen. It's it's probably more racist than cavemen. It's Be- a lot of jokes about being Mexican, but he's not actually Mexican. I believe is a big thing. <laughs> he's he's he's, he's Honduras, yes, but he's Honduran German or yeah. something. He stole a bunch of jokes from Bill Cosby. Got called out by Joe Rogan on. Well, I'll talk about that next week. Wait, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> Yesterday at um, yesterday at reset, uh, somebody asked uh, one of the friends I was with if, uh, if they were Mexican, and he was like, "What? Like, are you Mexican? I'm Mexican as well." And he was like, "I okay. what? I know <laughs> I know exactly what I'm me? I know exactly what like, I'm you... picking for next week. I just decided." Um and uh, uh but I was I was talking with that friend and I was like, "Could you imagine if you had accidentally ha ha yeah heard because you didn't hear what she was saying <laughs> <laughs> and then been trapped in a world where you have to act like you're Mexican." <laughs> Yeah, you just do do your Dutch accent, and uh, you should be good. <laughs> Steven, can you bring us home? Feminine protection for mice. <laughs>